How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? And boom goes the dynamite. I don't know what we're yelling about! I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Episode 21 of the Idaho Sports Prepcast presented by Project Filter alongside everyone's favorite 8th grade baseball coach, Paul Kingsbury. My name is Sven Elskog. Paul, it's baseball season. you got a son that's playing. Uh, we got all the high schoolers out there. Baseball, softball, golf, track and field. Yep. Uh, we're ready to have some fun out there. You know, and it is a lot of fun. You look outside, it's blue skies, there's no wind. It's probably about 60 degrees out here today. Um, outside Idaho Sports HQ, you know, I, I spent about three or four hours last week going through all the the coaches training that's online and paying the fees. And yes, I'm I'm going to be helping coach uh, Will's baseball uh, team this spring more than just by name this this year. I think I'm actually going to throw on a glove and and uh, and and try and enrich some young minds. So what do you do as an assistant baseball coach at the 8th grade level? What are the responsibilities of Paul Kingsbury? Uh, one of the biggest things I do is make sure all the orange slices are properly cut and, and they're not stuck together in between innings. I make sure kids have their batting helmets before they go to the plate. I make sure they take off their batting helmet before get going out on the field. That is another big problem we have at this age group. Uh, you know, we get out there, we're teaching these kids how to play baseball, but on the other side, we're also teaching them how to be good people and and you know they're getting into that stage of life where they're you know they they try and be cool for their friends and they try and be obnoxious to their parents just because and so you have to try and finesse the hormones and finesse the peer pressure and put it all into a sports um, atmosphere and hope that when you're done with them they come out better people than the way they came in well there's nobody better i could think of out there to do just that than you. You're the right guy for the job. And I tell you I what, so. we're lucky here, Paul. The weather is cooperating yep. outside here in the Treasure Valley. Uh, I cannot say the same for up north in yep. the Coeur d'Alene area or also for eastern Idaho if you head towards Driggs. As we're looking at some baseball, softball fields, tennis complexes that have a foot or two of snow out there, it's amazing how different the weather is in certain areas of this state. You know, they don't call this the banana belt region you know, for no reason. The blues block all the weather coming off the coast, and we get nothing here. But then it comes back, and, and so eastern Idaho, love it to death. Never want to live there. It's a great place to visit. It's always windy, and it's always cold. Northern Idaho, beautiful. If you love snow, that's where you got to go. Here, there was a lot of snow up in the mountains, but we really got nothing. Our, our, our you know, the spring sports here in, in the Treasure Valley, uh, Magic Valley, they're all doing up and running, going well. But, you know, you have to feel for those, those people, and it, it happens every year. Every year, uh, you know, up north, um, spring sports are, are put off for a few weeks. In eastern Idaho, spring sports are put off for a few weeks. And you just can't get that same feel of training. You played baseball. You can't you get that same feel of a ground ball coming across the half-court line as you do if you're actually standing out at, uh, at shortstop. Well, I played baseball in Washington State, so we dealt with a different aspect of the weather, and that was just rain all the time. And we had fields that were put together very poorly. Uh, the planning process was not good in the area where I grew up. So uh, people here, you know, they don't like the snow, and snow takes a long time to get off the field. But once it's off, I think we're going to have some pretty yeah. good weather the rest of the spring. So hopefully uh, for the areas in the north and the east, that happens sooner rather than later. But we do have the Bucks Bag Spring Classic coming up in a couple of weeks. That full schedule of games has been announced, and it's on IdahoSports.com March 28th through the 30th this year. And this is one of the cooler events they do each season here in the Treasure Valley is they bring in teams 
from the state of Oregon. Uh, they bring in Lakeland and Sandpoint from the north. Uh, some schools out of the Magic Valley, eastern Idaho. Um, they've got Highland in there. Minico's going to be playing. Right. Multiple good baseball programs are in this Bucks bag, Springs Classic. And, and, you know, I looked at it, and I saw some information on their Twitter uh, handle. They actually have 40 players who have already committed to play at the college level. That's just a crazy number for this. Oh, it is. And I think that's one thing that gets underlooked a little bit. I think Idaho is an underrated um, state as far as baseball talent goes, and softball for that matter. Um, You know, there's a lot of great talent that has come out of the state of Idaho in recent years um, that's gone on to uh, to the, you know, D1 ranks and and, and do really well. And baseball, we always have, and to hear that, you know, 40, I didn't know there were 40 in there. So there's another good class of baseball players coming out of the state of Idaho. And the Bucks Bag Classic, um, you know, that's always a great tournament that they have here. It's always well put on. It's always well attended. And they don't just, you know, they don't have to look around and say, oh, you know, we need 10 more teams. Um, can you, can you, and beg for people. You know, there's there's a line of people trying to get in the door there. So you get quality teams coming in. And it, it's it's really a good state preview uh, of how the season's going to be around the state and also maybe getting into uh, into the state tournament preview as well because, you know, you've got Fruitland playing Ridgeview and you've got, you know, Blackfoot Lakeland. Those two teams opposite ends of the state, you know, Blackfoot Lakeland could theoretically meet in a state tournament. So it, it's a fun tournament overall. Like I said, it, it's always well run and well attended. So if you can get out there, if you want to watch some good baseball, get out to those fields, go to our site to check out where they're at and head out there. Well, and for a lot of these teams, they're going to get more games in that three days alone yeah. than they will have had up to that point the whole season so far as you know there's a lot of teams that haven't even been able to practice outside yet let right. alone uh get onto a field and play any games so that's going to be fun to watch last year we saw the gatorade player of the year for baseball jake Phoenix. he signed with oregon state yeah. to play baseball so there is talent coming out of this state we recognize Phoenix a lot more because we saw him on the yeah. basketball side of things right you know he he's just a big strong athletic kid i did the 5a boys that year and so you know i go down on the floor and talk to teams talk to coaches and you know i'm 5'8 so i'm, I'm kind of used to it looking around going boy these 17 18 year old kids are twice my size um but you know he's just a, a big athletic kid in high school so now that you know and i was told you know he's a much better baseball player so you know good luck to him and and uh you know i haven't really seen what he's done so far or or what's going on. Maybe you have. Well, a lot of baseball players, they'll do the red shirt for their freshman season. I haven't checked on Fennigs yet, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's red shirting this year, especially at a program uh, like Oregon State, team that you can expect to see in the College Baseball World Series, at least in the tournament every year, as a really standout baseball program there. And speaking of Fennigs, we mentioned basketball and him being the Gatorade Baseball Player of the Year. We have Gatorade Basketball Players of the Year that have been announced for the state yeah. of Idaho. Michael Yur of Ryrie, you got a chance to see him in the 2A state basketball tournament. He averaged 21 points a game this year, 11 boards per game. A shade over three steals and a steal or three blocks, excuse me, and a steal per contest. But you know, a, a lot of people throughout the state may not have heard from Michael Yurd due to uh, the classification that he played in. Yeah. But I tell you what, as far as uh, matching up individual talents in this state, he's definitely right up there towards the top. You know, some people could say, well, you know, he's a two-way player. What would he have done in the four A's, the five A's, and and you know whatnot? Well, you know what? I had a chance to see this kid, and you know, it was a great two-way tournament this year. You know, you had Goldiner from Coal Valley. You had Hawks from North Fremont. You know, Yur from Ryrie, among others. But these were big, strong, talented kids, and especially Yur, 
who could bring the ball up. He could stop and shoot the three from wherever he wanted. I saw him shoot the three from wherever he wanted, and he could you know, make it a decent amount of times. He could drive. He could post up. And, and he's not a skinny kid. You know, He's got good size on him, a good player, good footwork, soft hands, everything you want in a good basketball player. Coaching behind him is phenomenal. You know, with Torgerson um, as his head coach, just uh, stepped down. But, you know, he's, he's the all-around good player package that I think would have succeeded very well in any level of basketball in the state of Idaho. Well, he's six foot seven, and that only helps as far as basketball goes. And you got a quote here from Dave Hadley, the head coach at West Jefferson. This was in the press release of the announcement. Uh, Year is a matchup nightmare for everyone. He's the rare player who at six foot seven can step outside to 25 feet and shoot effortlessly or take you down to the paint and go left or right. He's a pure shooter and defensively is a great shot blocker with very good timing. I've seen very few players who are as well-rounded as he is. Again, that's a quote about Michael Yur from Dave Hadley, the head coach at West Jefferson, and he's seen a lot of talent in higher classifications. When he was the head coach at Shelley, they would play 4A and 5A programs there in eastern Idaho on a yearly basis, so a, a pretty good compliment to the player that Michael has been in high school. Absolutely. You know, the best praise you can get is from opposing coaches and opposing players and opposing schools, and, you know, it, it's hard to really recognize the talent that Michael Yur is unless you played against him, um, had to coach against him, were on the court against him, and at that point you can really realize, you know, why he was qualified to win this, you know, the Gatorade State High School Player of the Year. 3.81 GPA in his high school career, and he has not yet decided where he's going to go to play college basketball, as I assume you probably play college basketball somewhere. He is getting looks. Right. As the Gatorade Girls Basketball Player of the Year is Mountain View star and Montana State commit Darian White. This is a player that we both saw multiple times this year. Uh, Phenomenal effort in the state championship game the Mavericks fell just short but she's the second player out of Mountain View High School to receive the award and the last one is having a lot of success right now at Oregon State as well for college basketball Destiny Slocum not bad not bad you know she she, uh, she was fun a fun player to watch too both these players were very very fun to watch they're exciting you could always count on something cool happening when they're on the court um you know and and you, you look at Darian White, and it was always cool watching her hair. You, the, the picture you chose for the website was phenomenal. It reminded me of Matrix 2, you know, there in the parking garage. It was great. I, lo- I love it. Um, and, you know, she's a great player. She's fun to watch, a great ball handler, good shooter, overall great player. So, uh, you know, she's very deserving of that player of the year uh, from Gatorade. A B average in the classroom, and as you mentioned, she's headed to Montana State. Uh, a quote for her as well is from Andy Jones, the head coach of Timberlines. Quote, Darian White is a great all-around player who gives 100% effort on both ends. She could penetrate, good passer, and she's become a good three-point shooter, and she will just wear out your point guard yeah. with her defense. So doing it on both sides of the ball, she averaged 15 points a game, just under six rebounds, three-and-a-half steals, and three assists per game, and was the 5ASIC Player of the Year. You know, one thing you have to remember with these – you know, it's the player of the year. Um, it's not necessarily the athlete of the year. It's the player of the year. And so, you know, if you go to Gatorade's site, you can see they recognize the nation's most outstanding high school student athletes for athletic excellence, check for both of those, academic achievement, and exemplary character. You know, there's a, there's a process. They don't just reach into a bowl and pick out a great athlete. They look at the overall student athlete, and that's where they get this Gatorade Player of the Year. And I think a lot of people might forget that, that there's a lot of other things besides, you know, scoring buckets to, uh, to becoming a great student athlete, and that's grades, 
community service, leadership, and exemplary character. And all those things combined, that's where you get your, your Gatorade Player of the Year. All I know is I'm really glad that I'm not in college admissions or in a job where we actually announce a statewide yeah. Player of the Year because I just think that it's such a brutal award to give out because there are so many people that are qualified for it. You know, we did it for a while. We had the Idaho Sports Student Athlete of the Year. Leighton Vanderesh was our was one of our first ones we did. Nailed that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got lucky on that one. But but you're right. You know, he was a 1A D2 kid, and, and you know, we awarded it to him. And, and no matter who you pick, someone else thinks someone's better. That's the nature of the game. You know, you're, you're a fan of someone. You're going to have uh, a natural built-in bias for your favorite. Great, it happens. But, you know what, be respectful and realize that, you know what, these kids work hard too, and they're just as qualified, and be happy for them. Be happy for the, uh, for the award they won and the, and the success they're going to have. Yeah, and it's always disappointing when you see arguments over something like that. It's yep. a high school sports award, and it's, yep. a, it's a big honor as well uh, for all these kids. And just because there's somebody else that you've seen more often, yep. I, put them against each other. Right. Let's see. Exactly. Like, who, who knows who would win. Exactly. They're, they're probably pretty even. You are right as always. I like to hear it. That's good. Makes me feel better about uh, everything we got going here. So basketball, we can put a wrap on it. That's Mm -hmm. the last thing that we'll Mm -hmm. have on our site, basically, aside from the statewide All-Star game coming up next Saturday. Can't forget about that. The uh, the rosters are finally getting uh, solidified. Um, The the 16th annual statewide All-Star games at North Idaho College are going to be next weekend, the 23rd at North Idaho College, uh, presented by Idaho Central Credit Union. And... The, uh, the the original rosters, great athletes, and they were they were big rosters. And over the last couple of weeks, with spring break, uh, with other obligations, kids haven't been able to come, and so the team's been whittled down. So they're not as big. They're still jam packed with great talent. And so if you you uh, check out Idaho Sports, they were just updated today, which is Friday, um, Friday afternoon. You can go and check them out, and I think they should be pretty solid at this point. Well, I tell you what, it's a pretty good opportunity for these kids that are going up there to get a lot of playing time on a a big stage game. People are going to be watching, so yeah, it's always fun. The dunk you know, contest, three-point contest, going to be fun for you. And there's always, you know, it, it doesn't pack uh, NIC. You know, the fans don't travel, um, but it's a lot of family and friends. But what I do see in the stands are a lot of uh, college college scouts a lot of college emblems on the uh, on the shirts there's people watching there's people coming up saying hey let's check out this talent and uh, and so you know it's a great in any all-star game we'll do that for you but this one is really one of the uh, the true statewide all-star events and it's ter- truly turned into a big event there's that uh, award breakfast in the morning we're actually going to be webcasting that this year as well um where they you know have some speakers and they give out nice nice trophies to each one get a picture and uh, and, it, and it's a good event a great breakfast then they go like you said three point contest dunk contest has been iffy every once in a while every every couple of years you get a oh the kid made it over the rim winner winner got it but uh, this year i think we're gonna have a pretty good dunk contest you've, you've seen some of these guys dunk and so have i you know i i gotta say there needs to be more creativity with dunk contests today as it yep. used to be when vince carter was in the nba winning the dunk contest or uh, jason richardson of the Warriors. Right. When they had guys like that in the dunk contest, I think it inspired the younger generation to get out there and get creative. And now I feel like we've almost gotten into the bland of dunk contests, and I'm almost unanimously disappointed 
every single time we see a dunk contest. Yeah. And, and it's a creativity thing. These kids right. have the athleticism. So this is a, a call-out. I want Paul to come back from his trip up to Coeur d'Alene and say that it was the best dunk contest he's ever seen. It's going to be hard to beat because I and there was a kid from Lewiston, and it was, it was maybe 2010, um, and the kid won it. And he had his prop guy, his buddy, went up in the upper deck there at North Idaho College and threw it from the upper deck over the rim, and he ran up and dunked it. And, and I was trying to find a program really quick. But, uh, yeah, that, that was an impressive dunk where you're actually in the upper deck throwing it down to a guy. So, you know, in the past they've gotten pretty creative. They've done the whole jump over guys and, you know, off the backboard. But this year we've got some guys up there that uh, they got some jumps and they got some skills. Got my money on Amaro Lotto or Jared Adams. It's going to be down to those two, I think. So somebody else step up and surprise me. But uh, those are my front runners. It's not like you're going to be there. You're kind of skipping out on me this year. I am. I'm going to be headed to March Madness, which uh, I don't think anybody's going to uh, argue with the decision there. <laughs> a pretty good little opportunity to head down to Salt Lake this year. Not a long drive. Probably going to see Gonzaga, the number one ranked team. Uh, in the media poll, so it's going to be a good time. Well, I would have gone. I wasn't invited, um, but uh, you all have a good time. Hey, you said you were busy. You, you got your game. We did go last year. So <laughs> we did go last year. That, that was a plus. That actually popped up in my Facebook memories this morning of that oh. uh, the picture where we went. Yeah, There you go. It, it popped up for me, too. So uh, a good time. And as we mentioned, that will put now a cap on our basketball coverage. I, I jumped the gun a little bit, but nonetheless, that means it's it time for the spring. Yeah. And uh, each week, we're going to have the Albertsons Big Deal of the Week, a student-athlete that we pick. And it is student-athlete in every sense of the word. We'll pick uh, athletes that have good grades, uh, get out there in the community and serve, and also that are standouts on the field or court or whatever of play yep. that they participate in. So we're excited to welcome Albertsons on for that. Yeah, Albertsons is our, our newest major sponsor, the official grocer of IdahoSports.com. Been working with them uh, for the last few months. Uh, our Corey Rodriguez, our own Corey Rodriguez here at Idaho Sports, has been working with Kirk uh, Calzacorda over there uh, to get things done, and I guess this is the first announcement of that. Uh, so you'll be seeing a lot more of Albertsons on IdahoSports.com, and this is one of the things that they, they really uh, insisted on being a part of because they care about the community, they care about being involved with student-athletes all over the state of Idaho, and so being able to be a part of the uh, the student-athlete big deal of the week presented by Albertsons is something that, that they were very excited about. So um, you know, we'll be getting nominations from coaches, and it'll be kind of like a Gatorade Player of the Year type of uh, criteria there. It's not just the best athlete, although that, that does count, but we're not going to get an athlete that's on the bubble with grades. You know, that'll definitely be counted. So this week, to or next week, I guess, when we inaugurate it, you uh, go ahead and announce our, our inaugural uh, student-athlete big deal of the week next week. Yeah, so you want to make sure and check back to see who we did select for that. Oh, we're, we're, we're going to keep was, it under wraps. I was going to let you tease it, but I'm going to keep it under wraps. So check back to the site early next week, and we'll make the official announcement of who our first big deal of the week is. Uh, I think you're going to like the selection there. It's uh, definitely including the grades aspect of things. Uh, nailed that one. So <laughs> uh, baseball, softball are the sports that we're going to primarily yeah. focus on, track and field and uh, tennis and golf are also going on right now, but our breadbasket is the baseball and softball. Yep. The state tournament locations have been announced for both of those sports. So you take a look at baseball. It's going to be in some interesting locations this year. 5A heads back to Memorial Stadium, the home of the Boise Hawks. Mm-hmm. 
couple of years in a row of hiatus from that. It's good to see the tournament back on the big stage. Oh, it is. And, you know, Bora did a fantastic job hosting that last couple of years. It's always fun to be back at Memorial. Huge stadium. Um, huge uh, pro feel um, for those kids. And, and you're right. There's these tournaments that are in a lot of different places than they normally are. Foray is going to be at Valley View. You know, that historically is bounced between, um, you know, uh, Rodeo Park in Nampa and Bishop Kelly. Great. Now it's over there. Well, the big one is the 3A. You know, 3A hasn't left TVCC for years, unless it's raining. I want to say it's the 80s. Unless it's raining, then it's a Fruitland, which happens every other year. Right. But you're right. You know, since the 80s, before, way before you were born, you know, it hasn't left uh, Oregon, the 3A Idaho Championship. So it's good to see the, that, that tournament actually being in Idaho, which is something that's always discussed every year as well. Well, the counter to that, I really did enjoy it over there at Treasure Valley Community College. It was a great event put on by Tyler Grant, the athletic director of Weezer. And, and I'll be the first to admit I'm disappointed that that's, that's not on my spring schedule <laughs> this right. year because now I have absolutely no idea uh, where the good place to go is. Maybe we should open well, up a vote as far as where Sven should go this year. Well, you could you could head over to uh, Melaleuca Field in Idaho Falls for the 3A tournament. That is an option. We know where you'll be. You'll be at the 2A at Orofino. Yes, I will. I love heading up to Orofino. They do it right up there. And then the 1A tournament is at Glens Ferry. Again, these classifications all do a bidding process. These tournaments are put on by the baseball coaches. Yeah. So the state does not sponsor these particular tournaments for baseball, which is an interesting way to do it, but this works out for everybody, and this is just what they've decided to do. It absolutely does, and we can do it with video this way, which is always great, right? It's a big plus. It is. Softball, on the other hand, is going to be up north this year, May 17th through the 18th. Baseball is the 16th through the 18th of May. Softball, 5A at Post Falls, 4A at Coeur d'Alene. The 3A is at Ramsey Park in Coeur d'Alene. Mike LaFontaine, the athletic director of Kellogg, is going to be putting that on. The 2A is at Moscow, and the 1A is at Genesee. So basically, Moscow and the Coeur d'Alene area are the locations for softball as they keep those comprised into a small area. But it should be a great spring as long as the weather holds yeah. up. Once it actually does hit the middle of May, yeah, and once you so once in a while you get that late spring where uh, where you get that bad weather, um, state tournament weekend. I mean, when, when state track used to be at BSU every year, we could always count on every other year, pounding rain and wind and cold. And other years, it's 110 degrees and athletes are throwing up as soon as they hit the the finish line and kiddie pools in the middle of the field. So it just depends every year. And uh, and since we're getting such a late winter, maybe uh, maybe we'll have a, an okay um, mid May. You never know. You know, it's it's just so weird how we went through January and the beginning of February where it seemed like, boy, are we going to get through this entire winter with nothing? Yeah. And then we all started to talk about it, and we jinxed the weather gods, and now it's a complete disaster. Every game in the state seemingly gets canceled on a nightly basis. I'm going in there changing all yeah. kinds of games. I know Matt's doing the same thing. I look forward to the day when all the games that are scheduled are played, and I know athletic directors are 100% in line with that as well. They would like to see it also. Well, I think it's all perspective because there's a lot of people in the state of Idaho, a nice rural farm state, that really appreciate all the water we're getting. And, you know, I'm not a farmer. I've got a nice little five-acre uh, ranch here, but uh, I, I like having a green pasture. And so I'm, I'm actually okay when it rains here. The grass is greener on the other side as eventually we'll get into the summer and well, what happens after summer? It's the fall, and that's when football gets underway here in the state of Idaho. And we do have some news to discuss as far as football goes. There have been some more coaching hires announced since the last time that we were on the podcast, so we'll take a minute to discuss them. The first one is Shelly. They're going to go and hire a graduate of the high school, Josh Wells, to be their next head coach. 
He was most recently an assistant at West Jefferson and the strength and conditioning coach as well. So Josh Wells will take over for Jake Bonahan, who went 26-15 and 15 in four seasons. This is the smallest school in the state of Idaho for the 4A classification as far as the enrollment count goes. So it's a real challenge, and it'll be interesting to see what he is able to do given that disadvantage that goes with the size. You know, and, and it can be a disadvantage. It can be an advantage. It all depends on, you know, the, the kids, the turnout. The turnout in the weight room in the summer um, and see what kind of kids come out. Um, but in the end, you know what? High school coaches, no matter what size of school, face the same problems as, as everybody else. It's positive mental attitude. It's coming out, playing hard, staying healthy, right? Yeah, exactly. And the other job that has been filled is Wood River, which we didn't even realize was open. But nonetheless, yeah. their athletic director, Kevin Stilling, who was there for 10 years, has the most wins, 38-52, of any head coach in program history, a relatively young school uh, relatively speaking, and uh, he'll give way to Shane Carden, who actually was signed by the Chicago Bears out of college at East Carolina, and that was due to being the Conference USA MVP in 2013 and the American Athletic Offensive Player of the Year in 2014. He also played in the German Football League, the Canadian Football League, and the Arena Football League. Shane Carden has as good of a resume as far as playing goes of any coach that I've seen hired here in the state of Idaho. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good resume there. You can catch most of those games on the Ocho on ESPN. But, you know, the guys coming in with so much talent. Serious Conference USA MVP in 2013. And, and you think about it, you know, and a quick comment would be, what's he doing at Wood River? Well, why wouldn't you be in Wood River? I mean, it's beautiful up there. You know, that the town's fantastic. The area's great. The school's great. And uh, and you know he's 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 there and he's going to start he's going to start a program up there in Wood River and let's see what uh, let's see what he can do. And there's a bunch of other jobs that have opened. There's 16 in total that have either been hired or opened for football coaching vacancies in the state of Idaho. We also found out that Jeremy Jones is stepping down as the girls basketball coach at Malad and Eric Torgerson as the boys coach at Ryrie. Also just got a press release prior to going on today. The Weezer Wolverines, the yeah. coach Nick Reed, has stepped down as the girls basketball coach. So we'll continue to update everybody on all those. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Idaho Sports. And continue checking back each week to the site and the homepage for updated information and the newest podcast each week. For my co-host, Paul Kingsbury, my name's Sven Elskog, signing off for the Idaho Sports Prepcast, presented by Project Filter. Idaho.